Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Everybody, happy Wednesday. Thank you so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Craig Morgan. As always, Steve Peters, you know, we gave him the day off because <laughs> we had a, an amazing fill in today. Of course, Lindsay Fry, Arizona Coyotes Senior Director of Hockey Business Development among possibly 10,000 other titles. But Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. And as you can see, if you're watching us on YouTube, we are not in our normal studio. We are here at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub right now in Tempe. So come on down, come say hi to us. We'll be live all day long here. But Lindsay, right off the top, we have to talk about this because Four Peaks has a special <laughs> special meaning for you specifically, besides just being a Tempe staple. It does. Uh, this is actually where I went on my first date with my now wife, and that was, uh, gosh, seven years ago now, which is kind of crazy, um, right about this time, wow. too. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun journey, and so this is always going to have a special place in my heart. Lindsay, you told us off the air, too, that you... You kind of came out guns blazing I on did. that first date. <laughs> I did. I, 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 I told her I loved her on the first date, and people are going to think I'm absolutely nuts for that, but I just I had never felt that way about anyone before, and I still feel exactly that way wow. today. It worked out. Do you out. remember anything about the night other than, you know, just locking eyes and, and that sort of stuff? <laughs> I do. We had, we just, we had some great conversations. This is it. I think I texted my whole family that night and was like, I'm going to marry this girl. And wow. they're like, easy there, lady. <laughs> Pump the brakes. And I'm like, no, get ready. And I actually, in our vows um, at our wedding, I actually read that text as my vows, everything that I had wow. told everybody. Um, That's awesome. So yeah, That's an unreal story. Very real. So, th so this right now is the second best Four Peaks experience. That's right. Seriously. <laughs> exactly. We're calling this the Winter Classic version of Four Peaks 2, by the way. We're outside. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Lindsay, there's a lot of stuff we want to talk um, with you about today. But, you know, first of all, being skating for Layton, which you're wearing the sweater I can see right now from Represent. last year. Um, just an absolutely unbelievable event, raising money, um, you know, in honor of Layton Accardo, who unfortunately passed away um, a few years ago. It's it's this Sunday, January 29th, so you can still register on ArizonaCoyotes.com slash Skatin' for Layton. Um, I believe it's $20 
registration, general admission, or if, you're gonna, you if you want to just some more details, yeah, no, if you just want to show up, um, it's twenty dollars for for a general admission ticket. Now, if you do that, you're just going to be hanging. You're not going to be skating or doing the walk run part. If you want to actually participate, get a bib, you know, do the whole kind of. Uh, experience like that. It's $49 to register. And then because it ultimately is a fundraiser, we ask that you raise an additional 49 on top of that if you come as an individual. Um, you can register as a team. Uh, the fundraising minimum for that, you still register, you know, the $49 just to show up, but um, the fundraising minimum is 249. So if you get together, you know, 15, 20 people, super reasonable to raise yeah. that money. And uh, all of that, of course, goes to the late Nicardo Memorial Fund. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, it, and it all helps make hockey more accessible for young girls like, like right. Leighton. So it's, it's just an unbelievable event. And I know uh, Butter Pig Krause is, is going to be <laughs> there. Right. Some other celebrities yeah. such yeah, as Butter Pig will be there. Some yep. celebrities. So, um, you know, and, and the weather's been great and bright and sunny. So I hope it's like that this weekend. But yeah. Yep. So this is the third running of Skating for Leighton. And, and I think you've seen some of the questions we're going to ask you. So I, I'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not trying to get you emotional right <laughs> off the top. But Leighton touched a lot of people yep. deeply. Um, it's been more than it's hard to believe it's been more than two years since we've lost that bright light. Um, with the passage of time, Linz, what's your perspective on Leighton, the Accardo family, her impact on you and her legacy? Well, I don't, I don't think her impact or her legacy are ever going to change. Um, she obviously was just such a, a, a positive force for so many people. And I think, you know, the more people that got to know her story and the more people that got to know her just through the various events and stuff that she did with the Coyotes, I, I think the big thing that I still to this day always take away is Leighton for me, taught us that we can do really hard things, but we can do it with a smile on our face because that's what she did. I mean, you, you look at her in some of those videos and the smile, I mean, she's got a bald head, but you look at her smile and you forget that she was sick. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So, um, you know, as far as the Accardo family, I, I don't know if there's anyone that I've seen exemplify just strength, um, the way that they have to continue on to be there for their other three kids, the way that they have who are actively, actively involved in sports, just like Leighton. It's crazy. I mean, there, I feel like there's an Accardo at every corner of the Valley Seriously, playing their schedule's insane. some sort of sport, <laughs> even on the day of skating for Leighton, they're like coordinating. All right. Locks got hockey. Larson's coming home wow. from Tennessee. Like, That's how awesome. are we going to do it? It's, it's amazing. So, um, yeah, I, I think that her legacy lives on and you know, the, the big thing for the Accardo family is just to make sure that she is not forgotten, um, and that's that mm -hmm. really is a big part of this event. Yeah, a point that Carly has made over and over again. We think everyone, as you just touched on, Leighton was tough as nails. Do you have a favorite Leighton memory? I think my favorite one was actually, uh, it was kind of during COVID, and we had a skate at Arcadia, and Leighton had just gone through some, some tough surgeries, but she was feeling pretty good, so we said, why don't you bring her out? And, you know, she... she didn't have the full range of motion in her foot. So the Coyotes made that special skate for her. So yeah. she was, you know, she was kind of limping out there. But what was funny is Carly's like, hey, I don't know how she's going to do. She might be out there for five minutes. She might do the whole 60. We'll see. And she battled in every drill. She played like it was incredible. And this was, you know, only a couple months before she passed away. And my favorite part was at the end, we let her decide which drill she wanted to do like which game she wanted to end with and she loved the like you sit on your butt 
and you basically like push yourself with your hands and it's a race. It's like a little butt scoot race. And that's what she wanted to do. And my favorite part was she beat everybody except for a girl named Caitlin Bump and they were like best friends. And instead, all of us are like, oh, my gosh, like, look at Leighton, what she just did. That's incredible. She just beat almost everybody. Leighton was livid that she <laughs> lost to Caitlin Bump. Like, that's how competitive she was. Wow. So I, I love that one. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, this is the third year of skating for Leighton. So what what can we expect from this this third year? Obviously, you know, we've now learned from the first two years. Is there anything special? Like, what can we just expect on Sunday? Well, we got a venue change. So I think that was the, the biggest one. And um, that was a, a little bit of a curveball, but I think it was important to us as an organization to have it be in Tempe because mm -hmm. obviously, you know, playing at Mullet Arena, trying to get the Tempe Entertainment District up and running, um, that was that was a big piece of it. So getting everything up and running, partnered with uh, Sun Devil Stadium um, was kind of step one. So that's going to be the biggest difference. And it's funny because there are people who still think that we're going to be skating on the football field. We will not be skating on the football field. <laughs> I know field. there's been frost on the grass. Yeah, no, but <laughs> it's not going to happen. So we'll be rollerblading uh, up in the concourse area. Uh, we will probably have our walkers and our runners out down by the football field. So you'll sort of have like two tracks that's going awesome. on. Um, we're going to have DJ in the morning. It's a, it's a shorter event this year. The goal of that was last year, we had it super long thinking, you know, somebody's going to try to break my 96 mile record. <laughs> Nobody did. So we'll we're, like, yeah. we're like, we're like forget that. Doable that is. <laughs> Let's just, we'll condense the time down uh, a little bit and hopefully that'll make it so that everybody wants to kind of be there throughout the entire thing. Um, we'll have a cornhole tournament. We'll have lawn uh -oh, games. Yeah. We'll have, <gasps> oh, yeah, get ready. <laughs> cornhole over there. Buckle up. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. Butter Pig will be out there at some point. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's going to be great. And ultimately, you know, it is a fundraiser. So we hope that people come and are, are willing to donate some money and give back to girls hockey. Butter Pig is bringing his handlers. <laughs> I forget their names, but... <laughs> I want to go back to the first skating for Layton because you just mentioned 96 miles and Linz, we both know it was more than 96 miles when it was all said and done. Yeah. Can you take <laughs> us back to that crazy day? I, I saw you in Gilbert early on in the day and I didn't, I didn't stick with you for the entire day. I'll just be honest. That's uh, all right. Uh, what was that day like? How did you train for it? And what happened near the tail end of that day to extend it beyond the expected 96 miles? Yeah, it was uh, it was an adventure. Um, I trained for, I want to say, four months-ish. Um, but, but, like, how do you train for something like that, you know? So I had, I had no idea. I literally Googled um, because my one of my friends had actually done a 100-mile running race, uh, which was like a 24-hour event. Why? So I'm like, okay, like, there's something out there for a 100-mile endurance something. So I Googled 100-mile running training plan, and I'm like, that'll work. And so I just started using that. Um, the longest that I ever skated in training was 50 miles, okay. um, which, you know, I think I had wanted to skate like closer to 70 in training and I just never got to it because life gets busy and you can only commit so much time. And so I, honest, honestly, when I woke up that morning, I did not know if I could do that. Um, I hoped I could. I, I figured, you know, someone will pull me to the finish line mm. if it comes to that. But I really didn't know if I was going to be able to get through it. And so um, throughout the day, though, it was 
it was so energizing. I think that was the coolest part about having all the checkpoints at the different rinks is yeah. you got there and it just gave you fuel. It gave you juice and you got to see so many different people, right? I mean, one of the things that's great about my job is I know every, you know, I know a lot of people at all the different rinks. So you just got to see kind of your Chandler community, your Gilbert community, your, your Oceanside community. And, and that was really special. Um, obviously having Tyson out there was, was great entertainment. Um, <laughs> Going skating with Donor up to Scottsdale was yep. amazing. There were a couple times, like if you've ever been on that green belt from Tempe to Scottsdale, there are a couple dips where it goes like underneath the freeway or it kind of like rolls with the, the, the pavement. And there were a few times where I was struggling to get up the hills. Oh, God. Well, Donor is like fresh as can be, right? <laughs> so he's like, do you, do you want me to push you? I'm like, honestly, dude, like, yeah, let's go. And of course he's so like, he's like, ah, uh, where, ah, uh. I'm like, Shane, I do not care where you put your hand right now. Like, get me up this hill. So like right on my lower back, just get me up. And anyway, it was, so that was awesome. But yes, the hardest part of the whole thing was going from, uh, Ice Den Scottsdale, over to AZ Ice Peoria because I had to go on Bell Road. That was for, the final leg, right? Yeah. Well, that was the final stretch. We'll get to that. That was a long stretch. And Bell Road is not the most beautifully paved road <laughs> no. in the valley, as you know. So no. the hard oh, part dude. was, like, my muscles were already shot. My stabilizers are shot. And every time I got to, like, an inlet for a shopping center or whatever, the pavement was so bad that it took, I had to like brace everything just to balance to get through that. Oh so it was like God. fast, slow, fast, slow. So eventually I was being escorted throughout all of that by um, the, the sheriff's department and the officers are like, we gotta get her off of here. So they actually diverted me north when I needed to go south. So oh. they diverted me north to go on these like back road neighborhoods I don't know so that added a little extra so I think all in I skated 105 miles or something like that but anyway so yeah I get to I get to AZ Ice Peoria and then um I'm thinking like oh this is easy Peoria to Glendale. Gila nothing yeah. well whoever scouted that stretch <laughs> did it on a bike Okay, we're not on names here. Not on rollerblades. Oh, I that's the closest I've ever been to like wanting to kill somebody. I was so I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So my wife was on her bike, so I actually had to hold her and just like get into a really solid base and just I mean, it was like in cars when Mater goes on that really like bumpy road. <laughs> And he's like, runs pretty smooth. That was me going from freaking AZ Ice Peoria to Gila. So anyway, I get to the end. I go, I'm going by Desert Diamond Casino. I can see Gila emerge. I can see that Carl's Jr. there where, <laughs> where the Cardo kids were waiting for me. And it was actually kind of, you know, one, I'm like bawling my eyes out oh, as yeah. I see them. Because yeah. I'm one, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to make it. Two, like these sweet kids and like it just killed me that they had lost their sister. Um, and then I briefly pulled into the Carl's Jr. because my brother was waiting for me because he's one of our videographers for the Coyotes and he mics me up. And he was, he just like grabbed me. He's like, I'm so proud of you. I can't believe you shout did this. Shout out to like, Wes. Yeah. Shout out to Wes. So that was yeah. cool. Um, and then, yeah, obviously the finish was, was crazy. So a very spiritual experience. Um, and I hope through this event, people can just even get a, a fraction of what I got to experience because it was so unbelievably cool.
Having said that, uh, just doing laps is pretty appealing right now, right? <laughs> yeah, at least it's consistent <laughs> pavement, you know? Like, That's right. No yeah. no curveballs there. No. Um, you know, obviously there's a few reasons, a bunch of them you've touched on, but if you can just put into words to summarize, you know, what does this event on Sunday mean to you? Well, it's it's twofold, right? It's it's keeping Layton's memory alive, which is a, a huge, huge part of it for us as, as the Coyotes and as an organization, um, and just you know, as kind of my promise to the Accardo family. But then on the flip side, most of this money goes to help support girls in the Kachinas program, which, you know, obviously I helped co-found with Matt um, shot and, you know, him not being here anymore brings a whole other layer of emotion to this. But we, just to put it in perspective, I mean, last year we granted out about $100,000 from this fund to help girls wow. um, throughout the program. We have girls who are in 8U benefiting from this financial assistance. We have girls that are in 19U traveling, you know, around the country who are benefiting from this. So it's it's really, really impactful. This is something that um, people don't realize. Like girls, we they have to travel. We don't have another girls program here. So your option is travel or don't play mm. if you want to play girls hockey um, when you get to those older levels. So this really does make a big difference and allows more girls the opportunity to play. Yeah, well, we're going to get into all of that here in a second. But once again, if you're watching us live on YouTube, you can see we're here at Four Peaks 8th Street Pub in Tempe. So come on down. We're here all day long. You can get $3 beer specials uh, when you come and mention you're here with PHNX. So come say hi to us. Enjoy some beers. Enjoy, you know, some, some chicken tenders. What was the other food you recommended uh, dip, last night? The dip. We're not day drinking today because we're trying to, be, you know, stand in solidarity with Lynn's while she trains for skating for late. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, you know, I as soon know. as she I'm leaves, gonna, gonna I don't a, know what's going to happen. So. I, I'm going to have a drink right after this drink on my behalf for real um yeah we love four peaks and also the super bowl is right around the corner so enjoy a nice four peaks beverage during the big game i can't think of anything more refreshing but speaking of the super bowl we have a couple games left until we get there and if you want to bet on those you can do so on the DraftKings sportsbook app four nfl teams left two conference championship games and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl counting down to super bowl 57 new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code PHNX, and new customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And very quickly, we're just going to put our producer Sean on the mic uh -oh. to give his yo, DraftKings yo. pick of the week. This is going to be sad. It will not be the Buffalo Bills it since will, they are yeah, out. Yeah, it will not Sean's be the Buffalo Bills. Bills fan. Huge yeah. Bills fan. Um, <laughs> Don't have them to pick anymore, uh, but this one's going to hit a little close to home. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Oh. Uh, plus 140 money line over the Seattle Kraken. I'm just going to oh. keep rocking with the, with the Tocket. Uh, the the Tocket. Just riding a wave right now, huh? So we'll, we'll see, but okay. it's it's plus 140. You got good odds on it, so yeah, I'm hoping that the, head coach, the new coach bump pulls through for me. All right. Thank you, Sean. That's Sean's DraftKings pick of the week, so if you want to tail him, you can do so on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. All right, so as you touched on earlier, Skating for Layton highlights another important topic that we wanted to talk with you about, uh, girls and women in hockey. Um, you're still going strong with the Arizona Kachinas. We talked a little bit about that, but maybe you can just give us a sense of what that program looks like, what's it, what the status is, how the Mesa rink has worked out for you, you know, what's new with the Kachinas? 
Well, this is our first year of going uh, Tier 1. Mm -hmm. So that was obviously something that was really exciting. We ended up having a, a 16 Tier 1 team and a 14 Tier 1 team. Our 19 U's are kind of right on the, the edge, but they ultimately ended up declaring Tier 2 uh, for Nationals this year. But it's been it's been awesome. Um, it's It's been a transition because, of course, once you take your Tier 2 teams to Tier 1, everything else below, you know, the death, the debt kind of shuffles and they all have to level up as well and mm -hmm. so um you know it's it's been a weird transition going from an organization where last year was like banner after banner and national championships and all this to now you know our, our teams are, are battling every yeah. night and and that's what you want right it's it's kind of like i i explain it to people where um like dylan gunther right now you know one of the best players in the dub and then he moves up to the nhl struggles a little bit that's okay because now we're halfway through the season. Look at how he's playing. He's performing great. He's scoring goals. Like it is hard to level up. It's no different than when I was playing, um, you know, for my Harvard team where I was a first line star to the Olympic team where I was a fourth line grinder. So we're, I think that's been the biggest transition as a program on the travel side of things is just everybody is kind of learning what it's like to be at that next level and what it means and what it takes to really be um, an elite girls hockey player and so uh, that's been I think our, our biggest transition but our teams are, are doing great they're getting better every single player is improving and and that's what you want to see as a program um, on the development side which is our house program yeah. we expanded this year so we added a, a might team in Peoria which you know when Matt and I first sat down trying to kind of strategize this several years ago that was a big piece of it was how do we how do we build the base and the idea was if we can get a girls team into all the house leagues um, at different levels like that now all of a sudden we've really got a foundation and so we're super excited Peoria was the last rink we needed to get into with the development program we did that this year and I get so excited I'm a Mike coach I coach our Chandler team I'm an yeah. assistant uh, I coach our Chandler team um, our mites there and we do these jamborees every month and it's so cool for me to see all four of our Might teams, our Chandler team, our Gilbert team, our Scottsdale team, and our Peoria team playing against each other. Um, and that, to me, just that's the feature of the program. So mm. I'm very excited about it. Um, you know, we have challenges every day, just like every growing program does. And we try to face them head on and keep growing. Grassroots, love it. Uh, I, I'm hoping you can explain to some people who may not understand the move to Tier 1, how does that come about? These teams earned it, but maybe you can talk a little bit about that process so they really understand how that yeah. works. Yeah, so you have to actually exist as a Tier 2 organization for at least three years before you're even eligible. So that was what we got to. And so year three for us was last season. Um, and we had all three of our Tier 2 teams, so 19-16s, 14s, all go to a national championship mm -hmm. game. Now, That's unfortunately, awesome. in like razor thin i think one went to a shootout one went to overtime like razor thin margin they all ended up being the runner-up um but that is that is a hard game to get into i never got into that game i don't think any of our coaches ever got the opportunity to play in that game so that that was a huge huge deal so you know that you know the fact that the girls earned it and really showed on the national level that hey we can we can do this um that, along with it being Matt's dying wish, <laughs> yeah. that we go tier one, I think kind of all came together. And But, you know, we've sat on a, a call where USA Hockey basically runs you through all these questions and makes sure that you have all of the pieces and parts to be able to sustain the program. Um, and we fortunately were able to pass the test. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Um, are you still seeing growth in girls hockey in Arizona? And do we have enough 
sheets of ice in Arizona to service that growth? <laughs> it's a good question. I mean, so our program predominantly runs out of the Mesa Rink Coyotes Community Ice Center, um, which is a one-sheet facility. We are getting very close to maxing out in that building. Um, I think we could probably add one or two more teams, but then we're, we're going to run out of room. Um, so obviously, you know, our hope is that eventually, whether it's the Tempe Entertainment District or other rinks get up and built, um, that'll be very helpful. But as far as girls hockey growth is concerned, I think, I think we're getting very close to honestly hitting a, a point of sustainability where, you know, you don't want to just add teams to add teams. You want to make sure you're adding the right teams at the right time in the right way. So I think we as a program are going to be pretty well set for the next three to five years. Um, and then our development teams are going to continue to grow just organically within the, the house programs. But I would say three to five years, we're going to be in another phase of, of growth. And at that point, I hope we have a couple more sheets. Yeah, <laughs> that would align well with the plans, hopefully. Yes. We'll yeah, see. and not to get too deep on this, but, you know, establishing that, it filters up, right? Then you start changing the image of girls and women, the expectations, um, start eliminating stereotypes and all of that. I don't mean to put you on the spot by always making you the spokesperson <laughs> for women in hockey. I'm sorry, but... What's your overall assessment of the progress in this sport in particular, whether it's participation at the youth level, participation by women at upper levels of playing, coaching, management, media, which you do now as well? What's your assessment of where we are and probably where we need to go? Well, I honestly think that just in my, you know, call it eight, nine years of being in pro sports and kind of understanding how this how this all works. Um, I, I've seen significant growth and development, even just like the NHL's investment in it. Um, I sit on a, a council for the NHL, a, a girls and women's council, where we essentially get together and, and try to help advise the NHL on these exact issues. And that's not just, you know, how do we grow girls hockey? It's girls hockey. It's women's pro hockey. It's front office. It's all of it. So um, we get the we get the numbers. It, it honestly is looking good. I mean, you see the advancement of women both on the hockey ops side and in the front office. I think that's trending in the right direction and in, in broadcasting and media. Yeah. So I think that's all trending in the right direction. Girls hockey grow is exploding um, around the U.S. and I think in Canada as well. So that's obviously very exciting, and I'm, I'm proud to be a, a part of that movement. Uh, the, the pro women's game is still kind of an interesting question mark that I can only go into so far, but um, I, I'm excited and I'm encouraged by what I am seeing. There are kind of the two independent groups right now with the PWHPA and the, uh, the PHF, but PHF just significantly increased salary caps. Um, PWHPA has expanded their tour. They're, you know, allegedly working on putting together some sort of league. So I, my personal opinion, I'd love to see them find a way to come together because I think yeah. we're stronger with numbers, but I am excited at least to see the progress that both groups are making. So I'd say overall, um, you know, of course we have a long way to go. Even the WNBA still has a long way to go, and they've yes. been around for 20 years. But I think I like the way things are trending, and, you know, just continues to take ambassadors to keep pushing it. I'm sure you saw Daryl Watts just revealed the salary, so it's the highest salary in professional women's hockey history. So that's where we need to go. And I don't, I don't mean to paint this from a negative perspective, but is this the way that we combat sexism, mis misogyny, stereotypes of women in sports simply by getting more and more numbers in and just getting people accustomed to, yes, this is the definition of girl or woman as well. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess I'll just talk on like a grassroots scale. So I remember our first year as a program, um, you know, the, a lot of the boys programs here locally were used to seeing one or two girls teams here or there. It took our teams beating some of these boys programs for them to really acknowledge like, whoa, these girls can these girls can skate. They're, they're working us right now. Um, and now that we're in year four of the program, like every boy in the state knows who the Kachinas are. They know that that's the girls program. They know that those girls are good. They train hard. They skate four nights a week like they're legit. So even in just a four-year stretch in the youth space, I think that sent a, a message to the boys in the community. Um, and I think that goes at all levels of sport. I think in the front office, like I remember when I came into the front office, the Coyotes, obviously we have the highest rate of women in our front office of any other team, or at least we did at the time. And I remember like that made a big difference for me. I felt yeah. so comfortable day one working there because I saw in all of the, you know, the big kid offices, I called them, <laughs> I saw women there and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I can be that too because it, you just, it gets normalized. So I think the more yes. we can normalize it, um, yeah, the better off we're going to be. Yeah. One more question before you, before we let you go. Um, you wear a lot of hats. <laughs> How do you balance it? And are you enjoying it when you're just you're juggling a lot of balls, Lizzie. We we could have I don't we could have created a thumbnail for this show that had all your titles, but we would have run out of space. There wouldn't have been room for your photo. So many. Yeah. Exactly. Um, well, I have started to take a few hats off, which is good. Um, I did transition a little bit out of the hockey development department. Um, have let you know Zach Savage and his team kind of kind of run with that, um, and I only really inherited that after Matt passed, just to kind of get it to a to a good spot. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot and. You know, I'm the type of person that I love it. I love I love having my hands in a lot of stuff. If I only did one thing, I would get bored very quickly. Um, but every once in a while, it all comes crashing down, and <laughs> and that's okay. You just that gotta you, you pick the plates back up and you start spinning them again, and that's kind of where I'm at right now. And um, but I, I do have fun, and I have a phenomenal support system. So when things do kind of get overwhelming and things get challenging, um, I lean on that support and. They've been awesome. Thanks for all you do for hockey. It's, yeah. I mean, across the board, it's insane what you do. Thank <laughs> well, you thank for you. doing it. Thank yeah, you, guys. Thank you. I mean, I can't thank you enough also just for carving time out of your very busy schedule exactly. to be here. But it's just so important to talk about the women's game and have that representation. And just even, you know, you in, in the booth, in the radio booth, just hearing a woman's voice call hockey on the radio. It's it's amazing. <laughs> so just, you know. My mites don't believe it's me. <laughs> I had I had some of my mite parents texting me the other day saying, hey, Amelia doesn't believe that it's you talking. I'm like. No well, yeah, that's my, that's, that's my broadcast voice. It's different than my 8U coaching voice. <laughs> just going to give her a shout-out uh, in the middle that, of it. I know, right? I should. So, yeah, yeah that would be hilarious. <laughs> well, Lindsay, we can't thank you enough. And, you know, best of luck this weekend. And I, for all those listening or watching, go out and support. Either be there or don't, um, to the fund. It, it would really mean a lot to, to the Cardo family and the Arizona Coyotes community as well. Yeah. So um, thank you, Lindsay. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you so much. Um, before we wrap up the show, I just want to let everybody know about Underdog Fantasy. Um, check out Underdog Fantasy. It's it's so much fun to to watch sports when you have some money on the line, either playing the pick'em game or doing daily fantasy, especially with the NFL playoffs going on. If your team's out, it's a great way to be 
invested in the game. So check out Underdog Fantasy. We have a lot of fun. I'm going to do a draft with PD tomorrow before our game. We'll do it for the early slate of the NHL games, and I'll let you all know who wins. But if you ever want to participate with me as well, hit me up in the Discord. We can do a private draft together. Um, just let me know. So check out Underdog Fantasy. Like I always say, it's very, very easy to use. Um, you can go to underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with the code PHNX and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. So check them out. And also, we're not in our studio right now. So, we're, you know, this this picnic table, it's not quite the more furniture that we're this used to. It's my soft back. <laughs> it's my pillow. It's not quite that. Um, but... We, we love more we love our more furniture it makes me appreciate the furniture that we get to enjoy in our office and if you're looking to spruce up your home or your office and you need some your some new furniture for yourself check out more furniture they got the best furniture in the valley at the best prices so you can save big when you head on over to morefurniture.com that's m o r furniture.com Craig that was a Really yeah. great conversation with well, Lindsay. Like every conversation with Lindsay, yeah. to be honest. Like <laughs> literally one of the best human beings you'll ever meet and the tireless work that she puts in for hockey in this community. And again, it's 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 all the way from the NHL down to the might team that she coaches. Yeah. Every level Lindsay Fry is touching and doing such positive things, such positive work for the hockey community. So just serious shout out, props to Lindsay Fry. Thank you for taking a little time out of your day, yeah. but mo more importantly, thank you for what you do. I know this is an incredibly an emotional event for her because she was so yeah. close with Leighton, but she, you know, I, I remember Carly saying it multiple times when I wrote the story, sadly, right after Leighton's passing, she talked about that being the most important thing to her was that she wanted to keep Leighton's memory alive. This sort of event does just that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, just thinking about, we all, we talk a lot about Air, what the Arizona Coyotes being in Arizona has done for the mm. game and you see the Austin Matthews and the Matthew Nyes coming up through the ranks but it affects a whole other community as well which is the women's side of the game mm -hmm. and you know talking about representation and talking about how Lindsay said now all these boys just know that the girls they're going to see the girls at the rink and and maybe that's a way that you know, in 20 years from now, when all those kids are grown up, it's just so much more normal for yeah. women to be around the game, for it not to be an issue, for it not to be, you know, like we'll eventually get to the point where they're not the first woman ref in the NHL. And Wait, we just stopped talking about that. Yeah, we just, just, we don't have to mention, yeah. oh, you know, why is that qualifier even normal. attached? We It'll don't just need be to. normal. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's so, what it takes. So just for at this grassroots level, what she and what Matt Shot um, put together, you know, this is his mm. legacy as well. So it's just, you know, it's extremely tragic to lose two of the most important people um, yeah. in the Arizona women's hockey community. But Lindsay, you know, carries that torch forward. So it's, it's really great to see. And just, you know, as a woman in the game myself, just to see role models in those positions, it's just inspiring. Otherwise, you mm -hmm. can't believe you can do it yourself. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. So... Thanks again to Lindsay Fry, and once again, if you're able to donate, if you're able to attend Skating for Layton this Sunday, the 29th of January, um, it would really mean a lot to the community. And we'll put out the link on our Twitter as well, where yep. you can donate, where you can register. Um, so definitely, definitely check that. And out. I did speak to Butter Pig's handlers, and I, I believe he's available for <laughs> autographs. Uh, I'm not sure if there's a fee attached to that. Butter, uh, butter is available. Butter is available for you know photos. If you want to take a <laughs> selfie with Butter, I'm, I'm guessing he'll be available. I don't know. I don't know if there's a fee attached at this point. There may be, but I just wow, got hand delivered a beer, a beer. And I don't have a beer. Okay, well here's what happened. Wow. Here's <laughs> what happened. Max texted me. What is that? What are you it's drinking? The pea, it's the peach ale. It's the peach ale. Okay. I'll, I'll take a wow. I'd love a wow. 
Thank you, Max. Thank you very much, Max. Max, thanks for setting all this up, by the way. Yeah, just $3 because for PHNX being here at Four Peaks. Very nice. Amazing. How's that beer? Feeling very thirsty over here. Yep, it's feeling good. Sorry I didn't answer on your behalf. to taunt me? Yep, I will. All right, Craig, before we wrap up here, there's one more NHL-related category I want us to talk about because it is quite... Hilarious and amazing, um, depending on how you look at it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you disagree, but. No, no, no. I, go ahead. You, you lead okay, off here. So the NHL All-Star Game, obviously next week, we're all counting down the seconds till the All-Star break. But for those, for those <laughs> players that get to go to Florida this year, just like in Vegas when they had the thing on the Bellagio Fountain, they had all the special events. It was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. The NHL wanted to create some more Florida adjacent. Oh, my, that was quick. Thank you, sir. Here you go. Uh, mm. Florida adjacent special events. So these are the three events they added. The splash shot, pitch and puck, and the tendy tandem. Uh, go ahead. I want to hear you explain these to me. Okay. I'm, 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 you know, I'm, and then I'll offer my thoughts. Okay. okay. So the splash shot is on the beach in Fort Lauderdale. Eight shooters, two on each divisional team. Players will compete head-to-head and are required to hit all targets before attempting to dunk their opponents, and I believe that implies a dunk tank. There is a dunk tank, Will be yes. on site. Um, pitch and puck is a combination of hockey and golf shots. Six NHL All-Stars will play a par-4 course featuring an island green. Lowest score wins the competition. If there's a tie, the longest drive will determine the winner. If Clayton Keller is not a part of this event, something is to. wrong because he is a scratch golfer. He is a fantastic yes. golfer. He needs to be in this event. And lastly, the Tendi Tandem. One goalie from each division will be designated the shooting goalie and one the in-net goalie. The shooting goalie from a division will take a shot from a designated mark at a net. Three points will be earned if the shot goes in the hole, two points if the shot hits the in-net target, and no points if the shot misses the net. The in-net goalie from the opposing division will face three, two, or one players, depending on the points earned by the shooting goalie. A save earns the in-net goalie the points based on the number of players face the goalie tandem with the most points <laughs> wins. That's nuts. I love involving goalies like that. I just, see, I'm a former goalie, and Petey would love this too, so that's a cool event. Yeah. I got to tell you, Leah, I'm a little disappointed that we're not shooting frozen hamburgers into alligators' mouths. Maybe Pete, I got involved. It probably wasn't a very good idea, but just the thought of it, once once the thought of it was in my head, I wanted to see frozen burgers fired at gators. I know. I know. We got, we got our hopes too high, but I got to say, as far as besides the gators. I think those are some fun events. Yeah, you're incorporating cool events. golf, you're incorporating the beach. And I like the idea of involving goalies in ways other than just getting scored against 20,000 <laughs> times you. throughout the game. We do have other skills and other talents. I, I know a lot, really? not a lot of people think that. But <laughs> I am, I'm glad that they do stuff like this at the All-Star game. I know there are purists who are like, oh, this is all just, just do hockey skills. No, that's, Nobody takes the All-Star Game seriously anyway. It should be fun. These guys are going there to have fun. So create events like this. Absolutely make it a spectacle. It doesn't matter if it's really hockey-related. I mean, it's very loosely hockey-related, obviously, but just go ahead and have fun. Get creative with these events. I like these ideas. I still want Gators. But I imagine, like I I started imagining, and we're not going to reveal this now. We'll we'll do this on a later show. But I'm starting to imagine what we could do in Arizona, and I want the people in our chat. This is what I was going to ask you. Wow, we were. I didn't even write it down. We're just on the same page. I want people in the chat to start thinking of ideas because, as we know, Gary Bettman has promised that if the Tempe Arena gets built, and folks, I think it's going to get built. 
the Valley's going to host an all-star game in the middle of the summer in Arizona, which in is going to be rough. No, January. Uh, not, I'm sorry. I'm, that I'm would thinking be of the draft. draft. My bad. It would My be bad. perfect. It's, the beer's already affecting me. But, yeah, an all-star game in the Valley. So what could we do that is very Arizona at the all-star game? Mean, what would those events look like? Go- golf. You could consider golf as well because. Oh, yeah. I mean, golf should be involved somehow. But um, we're going to leave it up to the creativity of our chatters for now, and we'll come up some with some on yeah, our own. Let us know. Let us know in the Discord. Let us know on Twitter at phnix underscore coyotes. We'll brainstorm. Throw them in the chat. If you give a good one today, I'll read it. But, yeah, we'll have to revisit this one because I, I think you can come up with some really good stuff for an Arizona theme. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we need to. Oh, I have an idea. Okay, fire. You put a giant map. And you put targets on each of the cities that the Coyotes were moving to. <laughs> and you have to hit each target before you, you actually win. It would be a long game. Um, exactly. <laughs> Br- Brian said, hockey on horseback. Horse hockey. <laughs> All okay. Right. Okay. You know what? I the like where you're going. The ideas are flowing. The ideas are Is flowing Is not here. just polo? Yes. But maybe, yeah. With hockey oh, sticks, though. With hockey sticks. On okay. ice. Oh, <laughs> don't put the horse on the ice. <laughs> no. 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 Peter would um, get involved man. again. Yeah, no, we don't need that. <laughs> um, but also at this All-Star game, Roberto Luongo is going to be there as a celebrity goaltender. Um, some Team USA players, Alex Carpenter, Hillary Knight, Emily Clark, or that were Canadian players, Emily Clark, Rebecca Johnson, and Sarah Nurse. So, again, speaking just on the subject of getting women represented, Again, for young girls watching the NHL All-Star Game to see women on the ice, mm-hmm. it's so important. And these, you know, they don't have these players don't have the platform like the NHL um, that the NHL players have. So to get them to be there on national television in front of the whole of all of U.S. and Canada, it's very important. Nurse, a NHL 23 cover athlete. Yes, there you go. with Trevor Zegers. Yes, absolutely. And uh, the individual winner of each event will win 30 grand. Some change for them, but uh, you know, be, be okay for me. Yeah. Um, and that is next starts next Friday is yep. the, the skills and then the game will be on Saturday. So we'll, yeah, we'll talk more about that next week. But just wanted to look ahead at all the all star mm. festivities. And no word yet on whether they're considering adopting my format of 32 teams, three on three, uh, seven players and a goalie from each team and just do bracketed until we have a winner. I, you know, I haven't heard back from Gary Bettman yet. So hopefully that'll you know, that response will come in the next couple of days. Did you see what the NBA is doing for their all star game? They're doing a draft, right? So, yeah, they've been doing the draft for a couple years, but this year they are doing it like on court pregame, like a pickup, like a, a, a recess oh, basketball. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. That's so, can you imagine that, being the last guy picked? No, I know. Oh, I mean, there's a guy, rough. there's a last guy picked, anyways, sure. I guess, but this guy is now going to be in on front the of court. everyone, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So, we yeah, got a, we got a rough. few more suggestions. Charles said, Sawaro shootout, have a. Have to hit targets set up on a cactus. I will say they'd have to be fake because you cannot mess with a swirl. No. It's actually against Sacred. the law. Um, Robert said endurance hockey goals five miles apart. <laughs> okay, and then Kenny said something with cac- with a cactus. Yeah, so. we have to involve the cactus. I like somehow, I like the idea of the targets on the different. Yeah, but you'd have to protect the the. No, no, no but like we can just do fake ca- like fake ones. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. let us know once again. Twitter, the Discord. We want to hear your suggestions. We'll talk more about it. Um, but. Eventually, when the NHL All-Star Game comes to Arizona, which, if all things go according to plan, it will. I know where I'm going to get my tickets, Craig, obviously, on game time. Because game time has tickets to every event you could possibly want to go to. Sporting events, shows, concerts. You can buy your parking passes on game time, which just one less thing on your plate when you're buying tickets, which can already be stressful. But game time is not stressful, I promise you. I have used it in Las Vegas, and now I get emails from game time about events in Las Vegas, even though I <laughs> don't live there, so I'll have to use it again Yeah, you're targeted soon. now. But, 
Yeah. Um, the, the later you buy your tickets, the cheaper they'll be. So you can save up to, up to 60% on tickets when you buy them last minute. So check out Game Time. And the best way to support us is by using the link below in our description. And also, while you're exploring that, check out gophnx.com. Become a diehard. Craig, you published a story today. I did. For Die uh, Hard's My prospect only. report is up. Uh, checked in with a lot of people may not remember this name, Akurati. Uh, who's Great name. actually, play, yes, a phenomenal name, by the way. I want him to play just for that reason <laughs> alone and, and to see if they get the punctuation right. Uh, Maverick Lamaru. Yep. Everybody cares about Maverick, yeah. especially after the draft. That was that was a scene. Um, and then Anson Thornton. So chose a forward, a, a defenseman, and a goalie. And, and just a, somebody mentioned this on Twitter today. Uh, Clay Collins uh, mentioned it, but it, it's true. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw this. The Coyotes development staff is both broad now, as we discussed with Bill Armstrong. If you haven't seen that show, go back and watch the interview we, the hour-long interview we had with Bill Armstrong in studio the other day. But after building out the scouting staff, he really built out the development staff. There are a lot of people touching a lot of pucks, doing a lot of great work, and I got to talk to three of them for this story. And as Clay said on Twitter today, the level of detail that these guys go into when talking about these prospects, where, the, where their strengths are, where they need areas for improvement, and just diving down into the details. It's great stuff, and I had nothing to do with it, actually. I just asked the question, and they, they answered it. A lot of times, you'll, you'll read the story, and you'll feel like, wow, this is just a lot of quotes. But yeah, when you get that level of insight from these guys, it's kind of what you yeah. want to do. Just let them talk it and get words. out of the way. Yeah. And they did a great job of breaking down these three players. There's also some notes on some of the other players. John Farinacci, I know... Uh, uh, a guy who people are interested in because the Coyotes' rights will expire to him at the end of the season, um, but also uh, checked in with Liam Kirk to see how he's doing, oh, and yeah. Julian Lutz is, is healthy again, and he'll be back in awesome. the lineup in Germany. Cool. Well, yeah, can't wait to read that. You must be a diehard to read that story. Most of the stories are unlocked, but, you know, these premium-level stories, they're for diehards only, so it's a great way to become to read those, become a diehard, you get 20% off at our PHNX Locker, you get 20% off on events as well, you get access to our Discord, you get an exclusive hoodie, or I guess zip-up, sorry, I always say hoodie. The zip-up no, yeah, zip zip is, is exclusive. Nice. That's, yeah, and that's, that's exclusive to diehards. So, yeah. I mean, just, just an amazing way to join our community and you know help support us we appreciate that and if you want to become a diehard you can go to gophnx.com slash diehard to join the family craig any final thoughts before we head out we only have two more games to go until the all-star until the all-star break and, and the 50 game mark by the way which wow. is a, a benchmark always a benchmark for me in the season where i'm like okay now we're in the home stretch. We're almost there <laughs> the lights at the end of the tunnel yes, exactly oh my gosh yeah we're i think we're all pretty wiped but it, mm. we're nothing compared to the players and the staff so but it's getting interesting it's getting interesting with the bottom of the standings now the blackhawks of course ended up losing you kind of felt like they were going to lose because they were getting peppered last night yeah. in vancouver but with the ducks winning you know there are four teams that are grouped very tightly together now we'll see how this plays out yep really looking forward to it and we'll you know we're always keeping tabs on the standings so we usually go over them in our post game show which we'll do again tomorrow night after the Coyotes take on the St. Louis Blues so be sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel and also while you're on YouTube hang out here all day all of our shows are going back to back to back we were just the first ones but we got all of our shows coming up on the slate loaded slate today and obviously enjoying this beautiful background so once again if you're watching this on wednesday come on down to four peaks come say hi grab yourself a three dollar beer um amazing amazing stuff i can't wait i can smell food i can't wait to go order some 
possibly some chicken tendies. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, but everybody, once again, we appreciate you. Thanks again to Lindsay Fry. Everyone in the chat, thank you. Like this video. Like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, whether you listen on Apple or Spotify. Leave us a review. It really, really helps us a lot, and we appreciate that. And be sure to follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms. You can follow us on Twitter, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at S. Peters Hockey, wherever he may be today, right. at, <laughs> at Sean underscore to pause. And, of course, you can follow us on Twitter, at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Enjoy the rest of your day, everyone, and we will see you tomorrow.